Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Footy, food and friends. Josh Squared. Do fans squeeze ya? Josh Squared. Yeah. Rightio, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, all you squares out there, welcome back to another episode of Josh Squared. I'm uh, I'm sitting opposite my great friend Duffy Boy. How are you, mate? Yeah, excellent, mate. Excellent. It's great to be back again. It's uh it's a very exciting episode we have in store today. Um, one of my great or one of our great mates, Zachary Paul Pratt from Benalla. Um, looking chicken forward. Chicken Corma. Chicken Corma. Dill Curl. He's got plenty of um alter egos. The man. Um, is yeah. It's gonna be great catching up with him. But um, but before before we do that, I've. You've just walked in and, and I've commented on your, on your nice haircut and I noticed that you've sort of got a few patches in the back of your head and oh, the first thing that sprung to my mind is, oh, he's got a bit silly on a Sunday and let the boys have a go, as what tends to happen. Um, but that's not the case and I'm actually a bit stunned at, at the truth of the matter. Would you like to elaborate? Yeah, well, I wish that that was true, but... Um... Probably about two years ago now, I got back from the hairdressers um, and thought, geez, they've taken a big chunk out of the back of me and they haven't even said anything. And I was like, that's a bit odd. And then second haircut, I thought, oh, surely it couldn't happen two times in a row. Anyway, there was this perfectly circular patch on the back of my head. And then, yeah, sure enough, kept getting haircuts and just kept staying there. And I thought, no, nah, I've got to look into this a bit more. So I've I've gone on Google Doctor. I've actually I've diagnosed myself. But <laughs> I've actually got alopecia. So the same as uh, Marissa's sister's horse on the OC. I've actually got alopecia. So people like you say, "Oh, geez, what happened to the back of your head?" And then I tell them that I had alopecia and they feel bad. But it's actually quite concerning because what started off as one patch about the size of a twenty cent piece is spread to about the size of three quarters of a Pringle. <laughs> and has since spread to another small patch, so I could be Bryce Kerno in no more than a month. <laughs> well, they're good vote getters, the old toe bowls, as uh, Sam Heaviside and Bryce Kerno can both testify. Yeah, I'll have to wear long sleeves. There's always a silver lining, my man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I nearly fell over when you said you had alopecia. I, yeah, it's I wasn't ready for it. That's safe to say. <laughs> Speaking of alopecia, when I when it broke at footy at Strath last year, Huey Robinson shared out to you. You're a big. He's a big square. Uh, the boys were talking about it when I wasn't there and, and having to bag me out a bit and getting into me a fair bit, saying Jezza was telling everyone that I have alopecia. And Huey Robinson said, what is hello pizza? Does that mean he's been eating too much pizza? How would that make you lose your hair? <laughs> being, being dead serious, he legitimately thought that they were calling it hello pizza. <laughs> oh, well, you've got a bit of that going Some on too, <laughs> Uh, they are closely related. <laughs> you, are, you are correct, but yeah. So yeah, it's it's not great, but it's at the back of my head. So let's just hope. Otherwise, I'm gonna look like Michael Clem and I'll start swimming, <laughs> swimming, in, king of the pool. Uh, there's plenty of good toe balls getting around. Nathan Lyon. Uh, oh, there's another one. Spring some wine. I won't say his name though, but everyone knows him. He's a very good actor. He's a doctor, far, scientist, uh, teacher. <laughs> My hero. <laughs> uh, Spe- speaking of embarrassing things, though, I've heard that you are quite um, petrified of something. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit? I'm not scared of anything. Well, except for your own shadow. And <laughs> it's spiders, is it? Yes. <laughs> oh, he's gone white. He's gone white. I, I really don't like spiders. And I think a lot of people don't like spiders. Because they're... 
Oh, they're shocking. They're eight-legged. They move quick. I don't know, but I think we can all agree that everyone hates them. But yeah, but like, you've gone to another level from what I've, oh, from who I've spoken to. Yours is next level. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I really don't like them. Um, and I think it probably stems from. Uh, I don't know. I was probably about ten, and I was in bed, and I remember. I remember just feeling like a like a scratch on my leg sort of thing, like a tickle. And I just thought, oh, yes, my sheets. And then I felt like another tickle, like, and this is like three in the morning, so I was sort of half asleep, just like scratching. And I felt another tickle sort of like on my body and then literally like another tickle, like instantaneously on my neck. Oh, no. Yeah, mate, it was crook. Like, I've just sprung out of bed. And even then, I didn't know what it was. And I'm not joking, like, this big... Like Mama Huntsman, like <laughs> on my pillow, like was on my neck, mate. Where was then, it? It was on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and then so and then like this like another couple of them like just that had been crawling on my leg and stuff. And so, mate, like I nearly fell out the black, like went through the roof when it happened. But yeah, have you been talking to Steffi? <laughs> because maybe maybe not. Yeah. I know that today I was helping her put up some fairy lights and I did have to get her to um, get the cop- the webs down because I just, I don't know, they just do me any, mate. I know, like, it's a sensitive topic. I teach like six and seven year olds and they're scared of spiders, but yeah. I thought it was a thing that you sort of grew out of. We all have our vices, mate. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Who wants to come on a date? Small portions of food we hate. Please make sure it is not late. You'll need to concentrate. Come and seal your fate. Or rate your plate. Mate. Rightio, ladies and gentlemen. It is with great enthusiasm and pleasure that I welcome one of my great mates. He's, uh, he's staying at the Mighty Dragons this year. Uh, unbeknownst to Jake, you try to drag him out of Benalla. He's, he's he's staying strong with the dragons. He's an absolute weapon on the piss. He's got a very lovable smile. It is one Zachary Curlywell Paul Pratt. Welcome. Squid. Cool. Woo! Good to have you on, mate. Um, Zach, how's your day been? Yeah, good, thanks. Thanks for having me, Squid. Doof. Josh Squid. Uh, day was not too bad down in Castlemaine today. Driving Metropolis down there. Yeah. yeah. Where, where you been working down there? Uh, the Don KR factory. So, and... is Don is good. <laughs> Smelling that all day, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a, um, yeah, it'd be so a bit like an abattoir on thought. Very nasty. Um, Zach, mate, uh, I've known you for a couple of years now. Um, you know, love hanging out with you on the weekends. Um, uh, love uh, playing footy with you, but something I didn't realise, I was, I was pretty excited to um, sort of witness, was your chefing ability, because um, I'll have to admit, I didn't peg you as a, as a great chef, but... I had my doubts, but... Yeah, <laughs> but you have strung together like a, like a really delicious family meal, I would have to say. How, do you, how was your overall thoughts on the meal tonight? Yeah, it ended up pretty well, better than I thought. Yeah. Don't rate myself as much as a chef... Yep. Just basic, basic stuff. I can deliver the basic stuff, but... Yeah. Does, it, does the basics well as a professional, this guy. Just like on the footy field. Yeah. Clean hands. <laughs> Thumping long kick out of the fence. Yeah, hard at it. Great sledges. Yeah, that's right. I don't want to try to do too much that I can't do. All right. 
before before we get into the food, we're um we're just going to hit you up with a few true and false statements here. So we're going to read out something, <laughs> and you can verify whether or not it's true. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. He's looking very nervous. <laughs> and you, you can elaborate on it as well if you'd like to. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. First one, Dolph, what do you got? Uh, true or false, you copped a one-month drinking ban from your own home club, the Vanilla Saints, during season 2015 and was also serving bans from both pubs in Vanilla at the same time. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, you were banned from every establishment you could have drank at. Yeah, basically, yep. So <laughs> let, let, let's oh. set the scene. Young, young Zach's finished. They've, they've, they've just played Rochi at Vanilla. Um, they've hit the showers. The boys have got um, iPod shuffle night on in the rooms. They go, what are you doing tonight, Zach? Oh, oh well, I'm not allowed here anymore. I've got to pack my bag. I'm just going to go home, probably watch the, watch the movies or something like that. I don't even go to the pub for tea with the family. <laughs> what are the local pubs at Benalla? What are they called? Uh, we, got the, we had the commercial that's recently shut down since they banned me. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got the Half Royal- their weekly income. <laughs> yeah. And we've got the Royal Hotel, which is just a pub. Opposite the uh, footy ground, yeah. pretty basic. Just a, were the a in- tab, couple of pokies, and were the incidents related at all for getting kicked out from both pubs? Nah, not related at all. <laughs> like different occasions. Yeah. Um, with the footy one though, to make it sound a little bit better on my behalf, I got the one month ban. But JP, my brother, got the uh, two month ban. <laughs> two pubs <laughs> on the same night too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you elaborate right, real quick. PG rated boy, you got the ban. Uh, is that possible? MA fifteen plus. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll, we'll leave it there. if you want to know. Um, yeah, I do. I do. I actually am aware of Jake getting good yeah. heads of for um, some threats made, to, made towards <laughs> made towards the barman. So big shout out to Jake. He'll be listening. Um, He's too scared to even be in the house. Is that worried? He to leave. Uh, no, very good. The uh, the second one we got for you. Um, oh, this is. Oh, I've really enjoyed hearing about this one. So. Your sister Kelsey, she's probably listening too. I imagine she's a huge square. Yeah, Kelsey she's Square. Kelsey Kel- Square. Yeah. Um, she was at a party when she was younger, <laughs> and someone kicked a fire on her. And then Zach caught wind of it. Young Zach, he's grabbed a six pack of Bundy rum, <laughs> rang a taxi, and he's gone chasing the bloke all around Benalla through the streets. True or false? That's <laughs> true to an extent. <laughs> Oh, it was a Jim Bean, not Bundy. <laughs> no, nah, it was Bundy. Yeah, but they were in Bundy Reds. Sure. Yeah, Bundy Reds. Can you elaborate on that one at all? Actually, it was my best mate's younger brother that done it. <clears throat> it might have even been at Jake's 21st. I thought, oh, well, no, it wouldn't be Jake. Something else. Anyway, I got the phone call. I'm like, yep. Started dialing in the taxi number, 5762 333. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it off the heart. Yeah, it's been out with cards if you ever want one. <laughs> I got in the taxi and then I got there and I'm like, I actually don't, don't know what to do now. I ended up just getting the taxi back home and done nothing. Uh, <laughs> a bit of all talk there, but... Uh, full of fighting juice. Yeah. So right, Zach. You're a very protective brother, and I can respect that a lot. <clears throat> right, and last one is very closely related to the one that you just uh, spoke about then. Is it true that you have a life ban from the Benalla taxis because you had a Barney with a driver named Willie, and your parents can't <laughs> use the service from their own address, and they have to go somewhere else to get a cab? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you and your brother are wrecking balls of Benalla. Yeah, that's what they call on the banana racking balls. I, I do have one more um, thing to touch on, and it's got to do with cricket. And because you're a fierce competitor, yeah. so I've got two things to say here. First of all, is it true that you've taken a hat trick in proper cricket? True, 
He's very happy with that one. Oh, mate, that was amazing when I heard that. What do you bowl? Just mediums, just slippery, slippery, just out of the hand, whatever. Just gentle mediums. Yeah. Set the scene for us. Yeah, under one minute, set the scene. First, first one. First one, uh, LBW, probably hitting top of off. Like oh, perfect ball, <laughs> perfect ball, right? Uh, Long and length. Number six, and our coach is the umpire. I don't mind that though. <laughs> Second one, bold Yorker, middle and off stump. Oh, gee whiz. Third one, probably going over, going over. Like everyone appealed, everyone was in, like. Coaches, the umpire could not say no. Yeah, <laughs> and gave it out. And that's that, probably well, maybe six, seven, and eight. But <laughs> yeah, no, it did the damage with the with the nut. Yeah. Um, that's that's true country cricket though, right there. Like, I actually quick story. We we James Smith, he'll be listening. Um, the back dog. yeah, the dog. Um, he'll be in the kennel sipping sip, on a bush shook. Listen to this. Um, he actually took a hat trick as well uh, out at Newbridge, and back then, like the players, like we um, umpire our own teams. So the guy that was umpiring was the um, this like scrubber from Newbridge. He batted at number eleven, and he didn't even really understand the rules of the game. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and he was umpiring, and so Smith Dog's gone bang bang two wickets, third wicket. Literally, it would have been missing a second set. Like, but there was there was literally <laughs> ele- eleven eleven fully grown twenty one year olds <laughs> just demanding it, and the guy like you could just see him like his eyes dart around, and he's just he's just throwing the finger yeah. up, and and the guy the guy was absolutely spitting chips like it's hitting him on the it's literally hitting him on the thigh guard, and um like it would have been nearly wide. It was yeah. Local cricket in the sticks is a hostile environment. It is. It's um it's something to behold. That's for sure. Say what you want about yourself though, Zach. You're, you are a fierce competitor and you get a bit of white wine fever. And I've been informed that probably early days when you're a bit younger, in its truest form, in the backyard of Badawa, <coughs> um, at a little running with a cricket bat and Jaden Jones' um, teeth, would you like to elaborate on that? Right, so we're playing uh, backyard cricket on the tennis court. And so you hit the back fence, that's a four, over the fence, six and out. Anyway, it was me and Jaden Jones. I know, me and Zach Bertham versus Jake and Jaden Jones. And we're playing. We need like a... I think we needed a four to win. Or like, yeah. Anyway, so last ball. JJ bowls it. I hit it. Jake feels it. We run two. Or like... So they run us out. We didn't win. I get at the end. Throw the cricket bat. JJ's running around celebrating. Hands in the air. All of a sudden, bang. The kookaburra straight in the teeth. <laughs> How many teeth did he lose? Uh, Dead didn't lose any, but we loosened about three. Two front one and one... Oh, so three, three front two. <laughs> three, three, three front two. Three, 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 three front ones, he said, without his teeth. And then, like, we were all underage. Had to run in and tell Nan she was looking after us. Oh, gee <laughs> I had to explain to her what happened, and uh, it was a nightmare. Then I had to tell JJ's mum. I knocked his teeth out, and we took him to the hospital. And, yeah, ever since, his teeth have been no good. Yeah, I was well, wondering why his teeth were so poor. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dragon too now. Yeah, so yeah, he's a big shout out to JJ. He will be listening, and um, oh, we're absolutely wrapped to have him on board. Um, out from the out from the Redbacks. Um, all in all, sounds like you sound like Ripper Fowler, Zach. But um, <laughs> we'll get into the cooking. Yeah, we won't hold yeah, that against you, Zach. Righto, into the serious part of proceeding. So we're around here at Curly Whirly's joint for a delicious meal. Do you want to just elaborate and give the all the squares out there what you've what you've dished up? Yeah, so I cooked up chicken schnitzels. Um, Scalloped potatoes and a few veg, and they were beans, zucchini, broccoli, and a bit of carrot. 
It was um, absolutely delightful too. And and the Scott potatoes, it wasn't. Uh, you haven't just bought it out of the tray, have you? you you've gone about that yeah. yourself. Made sure I got home early, started slicing out the potatoes. Had to message mum during the day. What do I? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I had, to, had to put with it and that. Got them in the oven, and I was, that's what I was sweating on the whole day. But. And it was that gravy that you whipped up was delicious too. You would have put a bit of time into that yeah, one. Yeah, it took a while too. <laughs> yeah, well, all 30 seconds in the microwave. <laughs> Good old-fashioned gray boxer. That never lets you down. It was delightful. Um, and then the chicken. You had the chicken. Um, what did you do with the chicken? How'd you, how'd so you I brought uh, the chicken breasts. Not the, uh, yeah, brought the chicken breasts. Like uncrumbed? Uncrumbed, yep. Brought a couple of eggs. So you crack a couple of eggs, put a bit of salt and pepper and a bit of oil in that. Put the chicken in that and put them in the breadcrumbs, and that's when you start to fry them. Once they're half cooked, put them in the oven, get that uh, crispy the touch. Double cook, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, there you go. So like that's it. the inside Zach Paul Pratt, um, masterclass there on um, a good old just chicken breast, lightly crumbs, and it's all homemade variety. Um, all right, we've got a few questions for off at yeah, Duff. Uh, first one so do you do you rate yourself as a bit of a chef or not really? Like, is that your go to meal? Uh, or? Don't wouldn't say I rate myself, I can. I can do the basics, yeah. but I'll, yeah, not really, wouldn't say I'm great cook. I'm what just would Paige say? She'd say I'm a good cook. <laughs> Try hard for her. <laughs> good man, you're a good man. Um, oh, what's, uh, yeah, what's, run us through your tradie, run us through your typical Wednesday smoko. What, what, what are we looking at? What, what are we looking at? What sort of uh, what sort of food items? We'll put him on the spot yeah. here. <laughs> so I'll probably start off with a pear. Ooh. As of late, man, yeah. The uh, Josephine how's, pears. How soft? Soft. Yeah, Josephine like pears. Soft, yeah, like nearly brewed. Really soft, yeah. Really juicy. Soft and juicy. Yeah. After that. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> i probably have a, two cans of tomato and onion tuna. Yeah, Ooh. love it. That's mm-hmm. my favourite flavour. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Polish off good. Even though I only have spring water now because I'm on the challenge. <laughs> of course. <laughs> then I usually have a packet of veggie chips in there. Veggie chips, yeah. So many, so many. Ah, barbecue, but they they cost they're, you an arm and a leg, though. They're yeah. unreal, though. They're good for you. They're good. Gluten <laughs> so, free too. So you're pretty healthy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Then after I probably have two muesli bars, and then see how I'm feeling, how the day's going. Oh. Might have a uh, another bit of fruit, maybe a mandarin or something. But I usually have that for lunchtime. Jeez, that's a Jeez. fair bit, um, a fair bit for smoker. That's the ten o'clock smoker too. Yeah, that just that's what takes to fight to keep that wrecking ball going. <laughs> there you go. On the job site. Last question, the most important one, being a tradie, I don't know what you're gonna say to this, but you would have listened to previous episodes. Did you wash your hands? I did wash my hands. I had a shower, I went for a little truck tonight. After that came home and had a shower and yeah, washed my hands. Well, um, I was worried because I was down at Bosher Oval um Doing my little chip chip sport work, and I did see a guy hobbling, or <laughs> powering along. I was going, "Who's that old guy?" Oh, wait, it's just Curl. Yeah. And I was thinking, "Oh, he'll be, he'll be, uh, he's probably just running to alleviate some of that stress because I know he's got a fair bit in his plate tonight." And uh, I was wondering if you if you had had a shower because otherwise, yeah, I would have been definitely saying that the salty flavour was coming from the sweat mm. and not from the um, from the herbs and spices you added. Yeah. <laughs> right, I into. The very serious part of the proceeding. So we rate five areas of the meal, and we rate them in duftinis, as mentioned on previous uh, episodes. So we'll start off with, so you give us a rating, and then we rate you after that. We'll start off with the most important one, taste. Taste of the um, overall meal. Taste. I think taste is pretty good. I was worried about the uh, scalloped potatoes, but I reckon I nailed them in the end. 
They went to uh, two Varoa. That's what I was worried about. They weren't going to be in the oven for long enough. Yeah. I'm going to give me a taste of five Dwarftinis. Five Dwarftinis! He's starting off strong. He's starting um, strong. Yeah, look. I think that uh, the chicken, my highlight, my favourite, the chicken was bloody spot on, mate. Yeah, juicy. Juicy. Um, light on as well because the hand-crumbed sort of technique. Um, yeah, lightly batted. Lightly batted. And... Um, yeah, looking after Doof's, Doof's um, F45 mm. challenge there. Um, not Yeah, not too many carbs. Um, g'day, Bo, if you're listening. And um, <laughs> Happy 30th. Yeah, happy 30th, mate. And um, yeah, and then I did like the Scott potatoes as well. I actually thought there was just ones that you bought from the shop because I bloody love Scott potatoes from the shop. And, yeah, and that's probably tasty. a credit to you that I thought they were... As good as the ones you get yeah. from the show. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I liked it a little bit better, but... Yeah. Well, no, I'm just, yeah. I'm just... I, I yeah. really did enjoy them. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 4.5 Dolftinis for taste. Well we're done. Bringing in the point we're, we're bringing in the 0.5s. We're bringing in the 0.5s. All right. Uh, presentation is the next one. So, presentation isn't just the plate. It's it's how you present the present table. Every, how you present, how you present the, this fine home that, well, you don't own, Nick... The choice star owns. Nick, uh, g'day, Nick, if you're listening, our beloved you've, captain of the Sandhurst Football Club. You fled the house because you don't want any part of it. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's um. Well, we'll get him on later on. We'll get him maybe episode eight or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, back on track. Presentation. So the house, the kitchen, that was pretty good. I thought. I tried to clean that up. The rest of the house, probably no good. That's all. Back to the plate though. Um, <laughs> Veggies were a mess. Uh, they were going everywhere. Beans, broccoli, and that they weren't great. Scalp potato had a bit of cream. The chicken was good. Overall, they'll give us uh, four dooftinis. Four dooftinis. Yeah. Well done, mate. Well yeah, done. I'd have to agree. The um, well, the first thing I saw, well, the first thing I heard before I walked in the house, not that's got much to do with presentation, but then I saw it. Race seven, Cannington Dogs, <laughs> 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 flying live volume up. In the lounge room, just a bit of light viewing to calm the nerves. Just a little bit of a, a little bit of a punt, and I did notice four empty Carlton draft stubbies on the kitchen bench. So obviously the nerves had got to him. But back to the plate, I did think you um, played it up, played it up pretty well. Like there's not really much else you could do. There was, it was evenly spread. There was a good amount on each um each part. So. I'm going to have to grow. I'm going to have to go four Dilftinis. Four Dilftinis, great stuff. He's off to a flyer. He's off to a flyer. Um, variety. So, yeah, what did you think about the variety of your dish, mate? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I was a little bit iffy to go four or five veggies, but I went to five. <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was too much or not. I'm glad that was crossed your mind. Yeah. It's good to see you thinking about it. I'm in mind all day. And I go... <laughs> Thought you walked working down at Donkey. Huh? Yeah. Am I gonna go four or five? I would have loved to sort of bacon pieces, shredded ham, <laughs> salami. salami. <laughs> oh, uh, I reckon the variety. I reckon I've nailed it and went with five dolftinis. <laughs> five dolftinis. Um, yeah, I would have to say, yeah, lots of variety there, mate. Um, it's quite remarkable just listening to you know think a bit. Thinking about how much you effort you put in this meal, you, yeah, just ticking over in the brain. Um, four or five veg, always go with five, mate. And um, I will have it be said that Duff quote did say at one stage, "This has nearly defeated me." <laughs> so it wasn't as if there wasn't enough yeah. on the plate, mate. There was plenty there, and um, oh, I actually nearly started having a panic attack because I've never seen Duff. 
battling so hard through a beer like that. He's, you nearly stumped him, mate. I'm so. a lap band now. That's why. <laughs> it's just all this weight loss, mate. It's not doing good things for you, okay? Um, yeah, so I'm... Yeah, five. Five of ten is yeah. variety. There's plenty. There's, yeah, ample. Lovely. Um, now, temperature. So... We will let Curl have his say here on te- on temperature because it may have been slightly our fault, but we'll let, we'll see if he wants to blame it on us or he just needs to be able to adapt. Mm. You just got to be able to differentiate. He's yeah. he's cooking, but what do you give yourself for temperature? Yeah, well, as Doof touched on, slightly, very slightly, got to about seven thirty, and the plates were ready like straight out of the oven. They got to about. 7.35 and I'm looking out the window. Where are they? <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> Nervous. Race 6 is about to jump. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they weren't here, so I'm like, oh, better put the plates back in the oven. As I started putting them in the oven, Josh, started, Josh walked through the door. Josh, Han, <laughs> two Joshes. They walked through the door. So then I didn't get a chance to put them in the oven. So the temperature, in hindsight, was probably, the veggies were probably a little bit cold. The potatoes and chicken, they were Spot on, but yeah, I'll give me so four duftinis. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It is my fault. I um was following other Josh and followed it to the dog park, pulled up at the dog park, and then realised that it wasn't his car. And he, so he <laughs> rang me and said, "What are you doing? You've gone the wrong way." So that I do put that on myself about the temperature for sure. But there's another thing that I want a bone that I've got to pick. The gravy was scalding at the start. <laughs> the, microwave, <laughs> the microwave gray box. You didn't have it because you must have known it was too hot. But I reckon you overdid it in the microwave in the, in the trying to get everything organised. The uh, best chicken flavour ever gray box. It was its, it was its second reheat. <laughs> <laughs> second reheat. But yes, veggies are cold due to me. I'm going to go... Three and a half tuftinis. Three and a half tuftinis, that's fair. Um, some very mature responses there. The, the fifth one, and I think it sort of coincides with the temperature here, it's, it's punctuality. Um, look, we're taking your your word of mouth here. You said that you had it ready at 7.30, and yeah. that was the agreed upon time. So 7.30 sharp. 7.30 <laughs> sharp. Look, how sharp? Oh, spot on to the second. <laughs> that's why um, he's looking out the window. Yeah, it was, um, so, yeah, what do you give yourself for punctuality? I'm going to say five duftinis. Yeah. And um, look, we can either confirm or deny if this is true. Um, and we put it down to a couple of things. First, duft fo- following me, but then following a different Holden White Commodore. <laughs> it was Ford. And, <laughs> it was a Ford. Mate, Holden over Ford every time. We talked, about this, we, talked about this, we talked about this in episode one, mate. <laughs> um, and... And also, we did um, spend a little bit of time on our mystery word segment um, prior to coming over here, and that did delay us a little bit. So we do apologise for that. Um, and I'm going to have to, you know, you're an honest stand-up young man, and I'm just going to have to also side with five dog tennis for punctuality. Um, yeah, very well done, mate. Um, yeah, very sharp. And here we go, the overall moment. So you what you got to take into consideration the feedback that we've given to, or be like Jaffa and just be full of conf- false confidence and get shot down very harshly. But what do you rate yourself out of five Duftinis overall? Right, so taking everything into consideration, like I said, I'm a pretty basic cook. Don't try and overdo it. I'm going to give myself four Duftinis. Four Duftinis. Yeah. Four. Four. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? Well. What we said before. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, the meal you've dished out. 
absolutely beautiful. I don't know if I could actually do it myself because I'm not a very good cook, and I'll put that out there <laughs> off the bat. Um, beautiful homely meal, but but yeah, there's no, a but. But, the but. There's a but. <laughs> we did discuss you, what what you cooked. You couldn't have really done much better, to be honest. But we did think if you're going on a show. You want to impress. I know you are a basic bear, but take a risk. <laughs> take a risk. And, like, well, you could have dished up something. Like, I don't know. It is a family, homely meal. But we're thinking maybe you could have dished up something a bit more complex. Because yeah. we are complex boys. Yeah. So we've decided that we're going to give you up. I can confidently... We're going to go, and it's our first ever point five. <laughs> Three, Three point five Dooftinis. Well done, mate. Well done. Um, and... Let it be noted, we did touch on it last episode. Mate, you got to do a big job to get a five. Like, we, we went easy. We've been, we've, yeah, we're, turn, easy. we're turning it back now. We're, so, Jez and Skinny, you got off lightly because we are really going to start chopping people down. Yeah, the, the bare knuckles are out, mate. Um, and, yeah, look, Zach, I think you did a fabulous job. Well done. As you all know, one of our favourite parts of the, um, of the rating of the plate is the beloved pet stories. We love our pets here at Josh Squared. Bear the Cavoodle and Winnie the Groodle. Love them to bits, and we know that our um, listeners love hearing about pet stories. So, Kel, what do you got for us? So, it would have been about maybe 10 years old, and it would have been Christmas Day, and I'd been asking for a pet lizard. <laughs> so, mom, Not another lizard. <laughs> so, under the Christmas tree is a big rectangle thing with a blanket over it. There's a sure enough, it was a tank with a shingle back lizard in it. <laughs> but not many of the squares will probably know what that is. But look it up, look it up. Cute little lizard. <laughs> I know what you're that a double ended one? Yeah, yeah. Or the pine cone lizard. <laughs> yeah, two headed lizard, yeah. I know that <laughs> Well, it's got two heads. No, nah, but like its tail looks like its head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. It's, what, it's an adaption for yeah. predators attacking it. Anyway, carry on. Thank so you, I Mr. It, Martin. I named it Cooper, and then I. <laughs> so for the first, for the first six months, absolutely loved it. I got it out every night after school and fed it strawberries and raw chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like the second six months, started like getting a little bit over it. Stopped feeding it. Oh no! And then I don't know. Probably had it for eighteen months. One day, I came home from school. I was like, Mum, Mum, Cooper's not moving. <laughs> oh, no. no. So sure enough, poor Cooper passed away. you got to look after your pets, mate. Oh, look, it might have been old age or yeah. I'm not sure what it was. I think we'll put it down to old age. Yeah. yeah. 18 months, I think that is their life expectancy. And also, maybe a very heavy dose of salmonella. <laughs> All that raw chicken you are eating. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I yelled out to Mum and I don't know, I was in tears and had to bury it under a tree and... Yeah, so that's a life of Cooper. <laughs> Gave him a good send-off. Uh, well, thanks for sharing with us, brother. And mm. R.I.P. Cooper in <laughs> heaven. Love you, bruv. <laughs> Rightio, Zach. Um, thanks so much for having us, mate. Um, seriously, really, really good feed. Um, and big shout-out to Nick as well for, for letting us um, yeah, do this in his household as well. So um, is there anyone that you would like to put on skull cam as per the rules of getting on the show there is one person and I think his older brother may have done it uh, Leighton Skunk Ross so before you go into the knife give us a skull cam you're on skull cam brother 
Lieutenant Beanbag, you have 24 hours to post a video of you doing it on our page or never listen to us again. Thank you. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Bendigo's Hot Topic. Hot Topic, Hot Topic. <whistles> Rightio, Benio Hot Topic. Um, last weekend, I've, I was working at the Queen's Arms Hotel. I got home at about 1.30. And you could just hear this... Chopper in the air. And uh, a lot of people have been speculating about what it could be, Doof. Um, this this chopper flying around Saturday night. Um, yeah, it... Well, didn't do, didn't worry me at all. Uh, but there seems to be a few people that have showed a bit of angst towards the uh, helicopter. Yes, it is massive news in Bendigo. As you can see, the complex-minded people of Bendigo. Uh, this is actually a hot topic. There's hundreds of comments on this thing, hundreds of posts. Everyone want to know how dare a chopper fly over Central Victoria. So I've had a little scroll, and a few people are not happy. <laughs> not happy at all. One of the comments reads, Can you whinge about thunderstorms too, please? They wake me up and the lightning never hits robbers. And what about the squawking magpies at 6am? Oh, gee, it's all so terrible. Better be in the firefighting choppers too. So it sounds like, yeah, I like this. They're flying the flag. Oh, this is, I won't say his name, but yeah, he's, he's flying the flag for the for the chopper. Because, um, well, a lot of people are whinging that uh, it's keeping him up at Saturday night. But um, what should they be doing, Dorf? This is how someone else points out something <laughs> Well, good grief, you pack of whinging sooks. It's a Saturday night, you should be dancing, yeah, and roll skating and jacking up on that cheap champagne and going to the movies, do-do-da-da, do-do-da-da, do-do. Okay, seriously, you lot, it's Saturday night, pull your heads in. Put some music on, get over yourself. I'd rather have a sleepless night if it meant the cops caught a criminal hoon before wiping out a family behind the wheel of drug dealers or car thieves. How can any of you sleep at night when all you're concerned about is yourself? Police are doing a great job, but they can't do anything right for you lot. Any of you whinging about the noise, don't complain when you get broken into. Well said. Well said! Stop complaining, everybody! Gee whiz! Um, I, do have a, um, I do have a reason as to why I think the chopper was out, though. Because I know that they've been around, uh, after this person before. Jacob Smith. Jacob Smith's had a chopper <laughs> after him before. He can text him to the show if he wants to let us know the full story about that. But I know he's a big square and he'll be listening in... I know that he tremors in his boots when he hears that sound, so he would have been, Georgia wouldn't batten down the hatches and he would have been hiding for sure. Well, I also have some speculation as to what it could be. Um, I think that they might have actually, they're out of their jurisdiction. It sounded to me like a shark helicopter, okay, looking looking for a white pointer. And, um, <laughs> and the only shark I can think of in central Victoria is the pool shark, Lachlan Ross. So I think that the, the chopper might have been actually looking for a white pointer um, well and truly lost and just trying to get it back to the ocean. So potentially it could have been that. Um, if, you ha- if you have got any ideas, though, and we'll cover it on our next episode if you want to send in, uh, we'll read our best ones out as to why you think this chopper that's caused so much grief was um, in Bendigo on Saturday night Flying over the town. So if you want to send into our Facebook or Instagram as to why you think, because it is a massive topic and it will definitely need uh, part two. And please don't forget to hit us up on Twitter or 27 followers as well, okay? We do not forget about you guys. <laughs> Just quickly while we're on hot topic, uh, 
This is something the Bendigo people quite enjoy a lot, and it's um fighting. So any type of fighting, either mixed martial arts or boxing or any of the sorts, seems to drag out a certain type of clientele out of the woodwork. And I reckon you would be able to let us know firsthand working in the uh, liquor industry at a pub. <laughs> uh, Barry Hall, Paul Gallen, massive. We all got around it, and I can imagine there would have been a few sharing their opinions at the Queen's Arms, was there? Mate, if I had a... Oh, last Saturday night, we had Meathead 1, Barry Hall, come against Meathead 2, Paul Gallen, and then we had 300 Meatheads from Bendigo <laughs> <laughs> pack into the Queen's Arms, mate. It was... Oh, I'm talking... Yeah, I'll just get a jack on the rocks, please. I'm talking, yeah, just a Bundy stubby. I'm talking just blokes that wanted to get on the fight and juice, watch a couple of blokes belt each other, and then wanted to proceed to go into town and belt, belt anything that um, moved. Clapping at the end of rounds, that's one of my favourites. Oh, mate, there's people yelling out and... Um, and Any I'll, tap out stuff? I was gonna, out. I was, there's Everlast gear getting around. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, and like the amount of times people ask me, oh, who's gonna, who do you reckon's going to win? Mate... I don't know the first thing about boxing. I couldn't tell you. All I know is I wouldn't want to be standing opposite Paul Gallen or Barry Hole because um, I've seen what they've done. To, well, I saw what Barry did to Brent Staker, one of my um, favourite West Coast boys. And, um, yeah, he's not messing around, that guy. No, no. It was a, it was a big occasion, but, yeah, it's not yeah, it's not really my cup of tea, the boxing. I don't, I'll throw them, but no. Not. We might have to tear, tear up a square fight night. <laughs> If, if you're uh, interested, send in. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll host it out the back. Um, yeah, real like dodgy sort of setup. Just uh, bare knuckle, no, no rules. <laughs> weapons are allowed. <laughs> yeah, send in if you want to get on, jump on board with that. Jimmy Crute, if you're listening, <laughs> Jimmy the Brute Crute is a Bendigo listener. So if you actually want to get some real money for a real fight, come see us. Um, the Josh Squared night. Mystery word for mystery word this week, uh, Doof had to call KFC and try and get them to say the word McDonald's. Um, have a listen to how he went here. It has to be a business too, not just. Radio Doof, your word is McDonald's. G'day, who have I called, sorry? Uh, KFC Chaffelich. Oh yeah, g'day, my name's um, Robert. Um, in the complex down there, what, what other fast foods are around near KFC? Sorry, I really can't hear you, I think the phone's right here. No, you're right, I thought, um, I was just wondering, what other fast food places are around Strath Village near, near KFC? Oh, um, in Strath Village you got Macca's, Domino's, you got Fish and Chips. What, yeah. so- what was the first one you said, sorry? Yeah, and what, what else was there, sorry? Like, you got like fish and chips, Domino's. Uh, I think there's a Chinese shop over there, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, that's all right. No, I just, I just still couldn't hear the, hear the first one that you said. Because my phone's... Oh. Sorry, I'm out of reception. <laughs> Surely that counts. <laughs> uh, as you heard there, uh, Doof did get her to say Macca's twice, so we have paid that. Um, he then got uh, me, he called up Woolworths and I had to get the guy to say the word Worcestershire sauce. Hello? 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 Hello
Right, your word is Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> Worcestershire? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Jed. Um, I'm just running down here. I'm just cooking up some um, food at home. Um, and last time I was down there, um, you guys were out of stock of the of a certain so- sort of sauce I was after. It's that I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's like soy sauce. Yeah. Um, what is it? The uh, fit not fish sauce. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Bloody um. Um. No. Not really, sorry. Oh, it's like an Asian-style sauce. So what, it's like soy sauce? Yeah. Oh, um, sauce. no, I'm not quite sure what you mean, sorry. Oh, what, do you know any Asian sauces that you got there? <laughs> um, no, I don't really know much about exactly. those ones. Were you checking? You wanted to know if we had any? Yeah. Um... I don't know, I probably can't really help you if I don't get an exact, like, definition of, like, what it is. I think it it starts with W or something like that. Pardon? I think it starts with W. W? Yeah, Widgey or something, or... Um... Oh, I can't think of anything. Um... Ah, that's alright. Uh, yeah. Is there anyone there that near you that know might know? Might be able to tap on the shoulder. Um, I can quickly ask. Yeah, all right. That'd be unreal. Thanks, man. All right, I'll just be a sec. Oh, yeah. Worcestershire. Oh, yeah, that's the one. Thanks so much, man. You got it? Yeah, we do have heaps of that. Oh, unreal. Oh, I'll be down soon. All right. Thanks for your help. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Well played. Oh, jeez. I was sweating, man. (laughs) That was tough. As you can hear then, uh, yeah, it took me a little bit of a long time to get there, um, but... We did get there in the end through the manager's help. Um, Worcestershire sauce, ding, ding, ding. Behind the mask, behind the mask, who's behind the mask today? Looking, thinking, what do you say? Who's behind the mask today? Behind the mask, behind the mask. Behind the mask, uh, our first one today comes from, um, obviously we keep it anonymous, but this guy may or may not be uh, a single person that I live with. Um, so you can probably figure it out from there. Um, well, apart from people that don't know who you live with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not everyone knows you, mate. Um, uh, he also recently broke his leg and... Um, his well, his password. I can tell everyone comfortably that his password is bombers um, for everything, and he actually misspelt his password as bomberd, like bombers with a D 
instead of an S and he accidentally put that in the username part, not the password part when he created a Snapchat account. And that's how he got the nickname Bomber. But it's not, we're not revealing who this person is. Um, but <laughs> um, anyway, he sent in, or he or she has sent in a uh, behind the mask. Um, and here we go. It's, it's, it's a business in the mall that, di- that um, serves food. So this guy, here we go. I'll tell you what really grinds my gears. Rolling into the mall, going to, I'm not going to say the name of business, to order three dimmies. All I want is a little Arvo snack to get me through to 5pm at the bank. I ask for three dimmies. It comes to $2.40. I give the lady $5 note. She gets the calculator out, types in 0.8 times three, which arrives at 2.4, so she can figure out how much money she needs to charge me. Then she gives me $3.40 change. Being the good Samaritan I am, I let her know that it was actually meant to be $2.60, but I'm not, I think there's a little bit of a language barrier there. So I, I, got, I got over that quickly and, and um, she let me keep the change. Um, anyway, I, I wait patiently, get my um, paper bag. I just need to get out of there. I'm already fed up. I'll get up to my desk at the Benio Bank, open up my paper bag and there's three potato cakes. How hard is it? To get dim sims. All I want is three dim sims. And uh, you can't even get that right. Didn't get the change. I just wanted to get off over my chest. And uh, I thought that it would be best to air it off the Josh Squared podcast. So thanks for sending that in, my brother. Um, that is very frustrating. And um, uh, I don't know how that joint keeps afloat, to be honest. Uh, I think it's the uh, the beautiful people. Well, of they're the, losing money. I think it's the beautiful people of the mall that keep them afloat with those discount. <laughs> Another one of our favourite type of people. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they're all huge squares. And uh, yeah, Doof, uh, what do you got for me? <clears throat> uh, this one comes in, another one, food-related one, and um, comes in from our last episode about garnish. This has been actually a massive topic about garnish because people I've been speaking to have been talking about the episode and saying, oh, I haven't heard anyone yet say that they enjoy garnish it on their sucks. meal. It sucks. And this one comes from that, and this is the all-time worst garnish you could possibly get. Unless you like arrows and mint. <laughs> but anyway, this one comes in from a bloke that obviously we're not going to say who he is or anything like that. Um, he's a human wrecking ball. He stands at about three foot seven. Uh, very jacked speed start. Uh, very, very low center of gravity. Works at the brew house. Works at the brew house and is a chocolate in the um, favorites box. I mean, Mars bar, sorry. So you can try and work that out, but this comes from him. So he talks, sends in. After hearing your episode last week, I've had the all-time clangor. I've gone to order my breakfast two days after hearing the podcast, and you wouldn't believe what it has been garnished with. No, not your stock standard rabbit food. It's been garnished with a slide of mint. A, A delicious garnish. That has completely ruined my breakfast, and I was about to take it back and throw it in their face. So I'm not <laughs> happy with this. Is there anything that you could possibly have on there that would be worse than mint? I'm fuming. That's very frustrating. God, yeah, I'm sick of it. If I next time I go out, I'm gonna when I order my brekkie, I'm actually gonna say. Um, no garnish, please. I'm going to become one of those guys, I think. <laughs> Definitely. 
Um, and uh, you've got something you want to get off your chest too—a little pet peeve of yourself, Dorf. Yeah. Well, while we're on it, and I was just having a conversation with someone before, we're talking about um, Uber Eats, and like, would you agree, Stratford says, is, is is an upper part of Bendigo in terms of um, it's qu- wealthiness area. It's probably a higher socio, and it's very well established. It's been around for a long time. It's yes, not and like that's it's a exact, new... That's why I live there because I'm probably above middle class, a middle class man. Yes, but um, I would say so. What really grinds my gears is they don't have Uber Eats. Uber Eats doesn't go past Shaftel um Apco. Shout out to you, Mark, on last episode mystery <laughs> word. So no Uber Eats out there, and I it, I'm actually fuming about it because people out there actually have money. And want to spend the money on the food. Not that I like. It's mainly my housemates and that that want to get it. Not really me. <laughs> Big shout at F45. A-week <laughs> challenge again there. <laughs> yeah, but it actually really grinds my gears. If you're going to bring it out, surely you have to bring it everywhere. And Strath would say it's a pleasant drive up the road. And it's scenic. Very scenic. Very nice. Lots of money. And it really annoys me. Come on, Uber. And while while you do mention that, I've actually got something funny to add on to that. Is that Lockie Zimmer, huge square, he'll be listening. He actually, he lives in Strathdale, but... For some reason, Uber cuts off in his street. And so he actually he lives on Marnie Road. He actually has to walk down to the Kennington Tavern, order his Uber Eats, and then wait there for it. And then he goes back down to his house. So it defeats the purpose of it a little bit. It, do, it does. I think once you get down to Kennington Tavern, you can surely just yeah, go to any of the little shops there in that Kingston village, you think. But um, no, he, got a, he was dedicated to the cause. Uh, big shout out to Loco. Um, and lift your game, Uber Eats. All right, Dorfy boy, we've reached the end of another another marvellous episode of Josh Squared. Um, before we say adios to our squares, um, you'd like to give a shout-out to someone? Yes, um, <clears throat> probably one of the biggest weekends on the calendar, if you would say so himself. I have the big ACA Super Show, Axel Collins' Bucks, down in Melbourne. The most anticipated Bucks show of all time has been dubbed ACA's Last Supper. <laughs> the super show loves nothing more than the bright city lights, so why not try and change it for his bucks? His great strength in life has been to always deliver in high pressure situations on and off the field, and the ability to endure sustained intensities. Tons in cricket finals, 25 years on the trot, and working Dan Hayes over time and time again to bag seven in a grand final are all decent examples of that. This being said, what more would be more fitting than organising a two-day job in the big smoke? So a big shout-out to you, Soup. I'll be down there with Bells on. It's at Mooney Valley, moving into uh, the Emerson, which will be an absolute pleasure to be a part of. And it's a very dangerous crew, and I am worried that this could be the last episode because I might not come back. <laughs> Mate, this year's looking to have a tour. Okay. And Claudia, if you're listening, I promise I'll make sure that we all behave. Yes, Claudia's big square, and um, I'm sure it'll be very low key. Yeah, um, yeah and I'd, I'd like to give a big shout out to um, the big man, Timmy Martin, tying the knot this weekend. The second best Marto. Um, the second best Marto, according to Josh. But uh, yeah, the jury's Sorry, out. Timmy. The jury's out, no one. Um, yeah, big fireman, strapping young man. Um, yeah, just going to head out, um, watch him and his beautiful fiance, Sarah, um, tie the knot, and then. Probably tip a few in as well Saturday night and potential Sunday. We'll see how we go. So, um, congratulations, guys. And um, yeah, uh, should be a good weekend. Anyway, that's all we've got time for, guys. So, enjoy, enjoy yourselves this weekend and look after your mates. Yo! Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. <laughs>